This is Tariq Habib Ghadar with Reasonable Anger, and if you can't listen to Liquid Swords, then... We're not doing that anymore. We're doing it. We're doing it. This is the explicit content warning. If you can't listen to Liquid Swords by the Jizza, the best Wu-Tang affiliated album to ever come out, then this podcast is definitely too explicit for you. So that is the last time we'll say Liquid Swords, this podcast maybe, and uh, tune in. Take it away, Logan. We're using that intro. Welcome again <laughs> to another Reasonable Anger podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Logan Michael Scott. I'm Tariq Habib Ghadar. We're live from Sierra Studios. Sierra Studios this week uh, in the wonderful town of Bryan, Texas. How are you doing today, Tariq? I'm doing well. I'm exhausted, but I'm I'm good. Why are you so tired? What's been well, going on? No, nothing much. I just haven't slept in a while. And I think we made a commitment this week to maybe keep the podcast a little lighthearted, but we also want to open with a very important announcement that we announced kind of at the end of the last podcast but we want to open with it this time yes yes of course we want to make sure that all of our listeners and all of our followers know about our wonderful partnership with the organization 50 bills in 50 states um, that is a grassroots campaign to try and eliminate any influence of conversion therapy on this nation's youth which is Therapy that parents subscribe for their children to try and convert them from being homosexual to not being homosexual. There is no scientific basis or really emotional basis to say this works. And in fact, their suicide rates expand exponentially and they are actually have long-term lasting psychological effects. So Tarek, how can people help us with this cause? So um, what they should do is go to our Facebook page, uh, Reasonable Anger, and like it. Because for every new like that we get on that Facebook page, we are pledging to fundraise $1 for this organization. So Tarek, Tarek and I have already been requested to, to pledge uh, $6, which is a lot of money, but we need more of it. So to every listener that has not already liked us on Facebook and followed us on Twitter, please go and do that. Share all of our posts that we give from 50 Bills in 50 States, all of the personal testimonies that we try and provide um, from people that we have found. Um, for each one of those, Tarek and I will fundraise or personally re- uh, donate money for this cause, and we want you to too as well. And you can go on the GoFundMe for 50 Bills 50 States uh, and donate. Uh, it says that they need about a thousand more dollars, but we all, every dollar we can raise will go to helping children in this country to be accepted yeah. as who they are at birth. And what's one way we're going to fundraise? And so we mentioned this last week, but we will be doing a Dare Be Dare Aware campaign, which means go on our Facebook page, go to our Twitter at Reasonable Anger. And or pro- email us. Or email us. Reasonable.anger at gmail.com. And post a dare that you would like us to do, whether that is, you know, waxing our eyebrows. For instance. Um, you know, singing a song in public. Yes. Um, whatever that it might be that you think would raise money and awareness for this campaign. Um, but we will accept it. We will have to publicly say, yes, we accept to do this one because we will not do like chug a gallon of slugs no. inside of a gas station. Unless you donate like a million dollars. And yeah. then maybe. Every, so, everything has its price. That's that's the that's the goal of this of this dare campaign is basically you will post a dare, we will accept 
if you fundraise and donate a certain monetary amount. Yes, we will do yeah. it and, and we will make sure we post our video. Yes. Um, we will give full-blown recognition to whoever makes us do the best stuff and you will be helping a great cause. So go on, propose, think of something creative, go on and we will we will hopefully do it. Um, is there a comment section in the GoFundMe where they can say they're donating as part of the podcast so they that we can track that? They definitely can. So if you decide to go straight to it and not come to us first, just go on to the GoFundMe, comment and say, this is being this is X amount of dollars raised for XYZ Dare. That way we can track it. The man who runs the organization, Sam Britton, can hold us accountable. Um, it's going to be great. As a secondary thing, Sam and all of his crew next week from October the 14th to October the 21st are doing their major fundraising push for the year. So we are coinciding with them and we're really happy to be doing that. We hope to raise as much money as we can to give them an operating budget for their 2018 year to travel around the country, talk to legislators, actually get this put in place in states like Oklahoma, where we have never had a bill introduced, states like Arkansas that have never had a bill introduced, states like South Carolina, all you people out in Charleston that I know listen to this podcast, get on go the GoFundMe for 50 Bills, 50 States and raise the money so Sam can help your congressman from your state put in place regulations that do not allow these things to happen to kids. So I'll say I'll get one eyebrow waxed for 500 bucks. To the people who can raise 500 bucks, I'll get an eyebrow waxed. That sounds like a very painful thing to do, but for $500, yeah. it'll grow back. It'll grow back. Exactly. It'll take a while, and my mother will kill me. That's, well, she will. Death, death for one, life for millions of children exactly. around the country. Um, but yes, please, 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 we want to help out this organization as much as possible, but we need your help. Please go on. Please donate. Please be active for the next week. Um, I will try and be active on social media, which Tarek knows I absolutely hate doing. That's right. I'll, I'll step it up as well. I've been a little busy, but I uh, will now have a lot more time to be posting on Facebook, po writing on Twitter, all that business. So with that, um, let's kick off this episode. Yeah. What's um, going on? So we, we lots of stuff is going on in this world, and we want to make sure that we talk about our favorite thing, Tarek, and that's sports. We we bond over sports. Sports! Uh, but lately, we get to bond over the fact that uh, in the United States, we have a sport that apparently sucks. Yeah, it's called the U.S. men's soccer team. The U.S. men's soccer Notice team. Notice what word I put emphasis on. Soccer. Men. Men. The U.S. women's soccer team is not the subject of any of this criticism that we're about to lay down. Because they have won, they have succeeded, they have been consistently a model of excellence in this country for soccer. And for women athletes in general. That's true. And for men athletes in general. Yeah. I mean, you have so many youth who look up to the U U.S. women's soccer team as a model of exemplary soccer. Because when you win, you generate interest and you generate revenue. And so I forget the number. We talked about this briefly before, but the U.S. women's soccer team gets paid way less. Considerably. To succeed way more than Considerably. the pitiful excuse for a team that is the U.S. men's soccer team. The pitiful group of entitled idiots that are running around on a pitch and losing to small nations with significantly less resources thrown at them. 
Let's specifically go into what happened last night uh, in a game, a match against Trinidad and Tobago, a country that up until this point in all friendly and international matches, the United States had outscored 15 to 2. The situation where the United States men's team was faced with last night is a win or a draw against that team, that tiny island nation. And they qualify. And they qualify for the World Cup, arguably the biggest world sporting event. The biggest international of, sporting event. Outside of the Olympics. I think so, yeah. And, sure. and in some countries, definitely bigger than the Olympics. I know in my home country of Lebanon, the World Cup is what we look forward to every single year. And our team has never qualified. But soccer is our lifeblood. And you, in the in your home country of Lebanon, probably does not spend a billion dollars a year. They don't have a billion dollars a year to spend. What we do is we adopt successful international teams. Like each family will adopt that team for them. Which, so you have which Italian family families. Is your, is we your were, team? We were Brazilian, uh, but my mother has changed to Germany, with good reason. Not only are they excellent at soccer, they're excellent at the world. So, they're very good at building roads without speed limits. Very good and very good at just governing and ruling through diplomacy. They fast track everything. Anyway, my mom and I both have a mutual crush on Angela Merkel. That's fine. Angela Merkel, sorry. Uh, anyways, that's why. But the U.S. soccer team has nothing, nothing near the German soccer team, right? I mean, the German soccer team is known as the machine here. I mean, so much so that the Argentina, Germany... World Cup final was called Messi versus the Machine. And the Machine won handily. Dominated that game. They did. Won the World Cup. Angela Merkel was kissing players in the stands on the cheek, respectfully. In and was elated. In celebration. In celebration, as she should have. Even if she had grabbed the captain and kissed him on the mouth. That is the most jubilant you can ever be. Quit coming for fucking Angela Merkel. She's a saint. Your country just won the World's Cup. The World's Cup. You can do essentially whatever you please. Essentially whatever you please. But, I mean, that basically, to the men's national team, I don't know I don't know how they fix this, honestly. I, I honestly don't. Because the, the more resources get... When you get thrown resources at you, or when you get paid a certain amount, and you get paid that amount no matter what you deliver, where's your incentive to succeed? Where's your incentive to, incentive to work hard? You can't just chalk it up all to competitive spirit, right? If there was any revenue balance between the women's and men's team, the women would be paid way more based on the success, what they've done for the sport nationally, just as far as little girls looking at having role models to look up to and playing a great sport. And also men, boys looking up to a, a, an actual team, a successful team and playing a sport. Uh, I, I don't really know what happened. What what happens? I mean, it, it, it's a sense of the fact that we're always going to root for the men's team, even though they suck, even though they've sucked for a while. I mean, even if they qualified for the World Cup since 86, I mean, like that, it doesn't matter. They, they shit the bed every single time. They're good at shitting the bed. Every single time. I mean, there was a very big increase in the last World Cup when the United States got out of group play for the first time in forever. And a lot of people thought that that was going to really, really spark the interest in soccer around the country and uh, in, in men's soccer specifically. And it just didn't because 
because they didn't go anywhere else. And in the United States, we are so accustomed to our athletes being world-class and the best at whatever they do. They're always going to be favored in almost everything that they do. And because they didn't win, because they were only one of the top 16 teams in the 180 teams in the world, um, North, well, North Korea won the last World Cup. I forgot about that. So, <laughs> But um, for those that aren't North Koreans, the, the, the German team actually won, and the United States didn't. And it's sad in this country that that, that team can't, succeed with the resources we put in place for them and it's sad in this country how our women's team can succeed yet we don't make the same resources available for them yeah someone's got it someone's got to fix it someone's got to fix the u.s team i think they should get paid less i think they should get paid a proportionate amount to their success and the revenue they generate and 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 maybe and maybe we'll see a change. Maybe we'll see uh, you know people who are playing for the love of the game, and people who are who are playing successfully. I I don't. I just I I can't I can't handle this, man. It's it's so obvious that that something needs to change, and I'm not really sure what it is, but it, maybe the women need to just go coach the men on how to play a proper sport. Well, and it's it's different. The big thing that the United States soccer, that children in this country are preached upon doing, is that if you're good, you want to go to college to earn a scholarship for four years. Um, you're not expected to go pro at the age of 16 unless you're, you know, a very select group of U.S. soccer players, and that's a very small percentage. Um, you're really expected to go to college for four years and then come out and then you go play abroad. You play in the major league soccer, major league soccer in the United States. And that's a lot different than the rest of the world. When the rest of the world, you have a good soccer player. They leave at the age of 12 to go to a school. Then they are signed at the age of 16. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's different in how players are developed. I, that's a hard question that I don't want to answer. I don't want to say, yeah. don't go to school, you American soccer players, go focus on being a better soccer player, especially when the dollars are not here for American soccer players. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, if you sign with Milan at 16, there is a guaranteed career in it for you. And we're well, not guaranteed, but, you know, if you succeed, there is a, a nice paycheck in it for you. Um. If you sign at 12 or 14 here, you're not going to get paid a lot of money. And that's the thing. With athletics specifically, you need to get paid enough money for it to last a lifetime. Correct. Because once your athletic ability runs out, and soccer usually around 35, 36, and that is on the on the later, on the on, like up there on the time scale that actually happens, right? Once you can, your body no longer can give to the sport what it needs to. You, you can't make any more money. So you need to make enough money to last you a lifetime or to parlay, or you need to generate enough fame and interest to parlay it into another career. Correct, where your um, name represents your own brand. Yeah, and if you are in Europe, you have a bunch of sponsorship deals. You have, a, you have crazy amounts of money being tossed around by shoe companies for soccer players. Here, you just don't have that, right? And, and so a 16-year-old can look at his life and say, okay, I can make enough money from 16 to 35 or 16 to 30 for me to live comfortably for the rest of my life 
if I have to. Correct. Right? Here, that doesn't happen. With football, it happens, which is why you see people leaving college early for football, and that's fine. With basketball, basketball it happens, happens as well. Um, and, and I think the only hope really for soccer is that we need our college sports to do better. We need our college soccer to become a development league for the MLS and for the national team, essentially. Because if it's not coached that way, we're never going to see an improvement in the state of men's soccer in this country. Well, that's the sad part is that men's soccer in many parts of this country is a club sport or it's a, you know, 90 day sport is not something that generates revenue for a university. And so they're not going to pump money into the actual sport. They really pump money only into the sports that make the university money, which for most of the places in this country is men's basketball and football. Um, American football, just to clarify. Um, other than that, and most schools actually only make money in football, men's football. Yeah. Um, there are a few schools, my alma mater included, that make money in three different sports. Um, basketball is not one of them for us. It's actually football, baseball, and men's wrestling. We generate revenue wow. on men's wrestling. That's awesome. Also, we've won more national championships than anybody else in the country except for Iowa. And they are corn. I was I was wrestling team is the stuff of legends. They it's are true. corn fed. Yeah, and so I don't know if that's going to be a real way to solve this problem. But what we do know is that something needs to change, and we can't have some of the best athletes in the world with no developmental prowess and no pride in the sport they play. Um, or we can just get rid of our men's program and pump all that money back into the women's program, which is one of my favorite sports to I watch anyway. I literally only watch the, the U.S. women's soccer team um, until the men's soccer team get, gives me a reason to watch. I don't I don't need... The women's soccer team, one, they play the game better. Like The mechanics of their gameplay and their strategy is more entertaining to watch than the men's team. They're better coached. They are. I'm not going to say they're better athletes, but I'm going to say that... They have a, a better soccer IQ. I think they're equal athletes compared to the, I guess. The, the, the the athletic disparity between the WNBA and the NBA, for instance. Correct. I mean, yeah. I mean, in soccer, that disparity closes up more. But I've heard a million arguments for, you know, the U.S. women's team got beat by a men's D3 college school and whatever. And I don't, I don't know. I would, I'm just saying I would honestly rather watch the U.S. women play. It, they play a more beautiful game. They succeed at it. And if America is really about winning, then you should watch the winner. That's true. And until, and I think, and, and Logan, you, you told me today, U.S. women generates more revenue in the, in the within the country domestically than the men's team. Correct. That, uh, that I believe that's true. And if it's not true, then they are not far behind. Yeah. Um, the men's revenue, which and the and there can be a lot of ways to explain this. If you're looking, what I believe I found was purely the U.S. men's team and the U.S. women's team. The women's team generates a bunch more revenue. Um, there's also a fact that men's soccer in this country generates more revenue than women's soccer, but that's because of the major league soccer, the league versus the professional women's league. Yeah, um, and that's. That's a little bit of a, a a weird phenomenon. But the national teams, women do generate more revenue than the men. 
in the inner in the domestic range once you get to international it changes because the international revenue is so much higher than the united states revenue and the men get the share of the men's revenue the women get the share of the women's revenue right. and those two things there's a huge disparity um a liken to the WNBA and the NBA's disparity in the United States domestically. So, um, soccer, you know, is in a men's soccer is in a poor state of affairs in this country, and it doesn't look to get better. But support the women's team. Yes, they they will be at the world the women's World Cup here coming up. Um, and with that, Tarek, we'll move away from other football and move into the Americanized football. All right, what are we talking about with that? So we are going to talk about the reemergence of Cam Newton as a MVP player. All right. Yeah. On the heels of a minor scandal. What scandal is this, Tori? The one where he uh, kind of dismissively laughed that a female reporter was um, talking about routes, route running, which I will even say for myself got blown way out of proportion. Right. I mean, I agree. You should not dismiss a female reporter talking about routes. And especially the question was not anything that put Cam Newton on the spot. She was actually being complimentary of Devin Funches and his route running. Correct. Michigan, former Michigan player, not alum, former Michigan player, Devin Funches. Uh, and Cameron chose to, to respond dismissively. And what he, sh- and what, you know, as far as the, analysis should have gone is okay yeah cam newton fucked up you know dan and dropped the sponsorship which is their right to do um no more yogurt for cam newton. no more yogurt for cam newton but you know cam newton generated a lot of money for dan because him just saying zero 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 everyone remembers that he now has a triple zeros triple zeros in his sponsorship yeah but <laughs> triple zero check coming in real nice uh 0.00 from dan and yogurt oh man the point is that, yeah, he fucked up. He fucked up. He should have apologized immediately that, you know, the night of or the morning after and said, hey, like, I just kind of meant it as I'm not used to a woman asking about route running in the detail that you did. Um, and maybe I'm going to maybe assume that's maybe what he meant. If he did, if he actually meant it dismissively, that's a little messed up. But while the NFL has rapists and domestic abusers in the league, maybe we should definitely focus on ostracizing those players and ray lewis murderers and ray lewis murderers yeah alleged murderers in the case of ray lewis allegedly uh, and real murderers yeah. in the case of oj <laughs> yeah oj's out oj's out oh my god he's free i forgot oj's out um, the juice is loose the juice is loose uh but yeah i mean like maybe focus on the fact that uh you know there was a, a kicker in the league i don't know if he's still in the league but last year who beat his wife uh and was convicted of it that greg hardy got playing time somehow after uh assaulting being convicted of assaulting his girlfriend uh that's what we should focus on a little more now we don't know about zeke the chipmunk yeah still, we don't know about zeke we don't and and that's that's my air. thing i'm bringing up convicted felons here or who should be convicted felons right uh zeke went through his due process and he's taken his lumps on air and everything and and we'll see what happens but he took his lumps on air and stuffed them right in his damn chipmunk and his, yeah the motherfucker i hate him just on principle because he went to ohio state and also because i don't like him he annoys the shit out of me uh the fuck zeke Elliott in general but not as much as 
not as much as other players, but just yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much more passionate I get when his conviction or lack thereof goes through. Um, Tark, when he gets a first down, what does he do? He he shovels things into his chipmunk mouth, right? And keeps them there. Yeah, it keeps yeah. He shovels more nuts, more nuts into his mouth. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So Cam Newton basically took all this vitriol that he got and turned it into an MVP caliber performance. He did. And threw for a few touchdowns, and uh, then he, you know, took his questions and is able to shift them a little bit. Uh, just like we'll shift now to the dismal, dismal week that Ben Roethlisberger had up in ah, Pittsburgh, yes. where Ben Roethlisberger threw five touch or five touchdown, uh, not touchdowns, the opposite interceptions, yeah, interceptions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did throw two touchdowns to the other team. And oh, consecutive two pick sixes, two pick sixes. Wow. So, but then earlier this week, he released a quote saying, "Maybe I should have retired. Maybe I just don't have it anymore. Maybe I just don't get have the it. fuck off the field." Also, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger for everything that I don't know if it was alleged or convicted, but his former he, he got a four game suspension for the NFL for it. His I I don't know enough detail to go off about it on air, but he, that's just a shady bullshit situation to be involved in i don't know was he convicted he was um, not convicted the suit was dry it was it was domestic it was it was raper it was yeah so he's a rapist okay cool i'm glad that we can just say that now so ben roethlisberger a rapist <laughs> labels yeah a rapist uh who we don't get mad at every time he takes the field but cam newton we get mad at because he might have made a comment in poor taste that really when you think, put those two next to each other, and, and who do you need off the field right now? The ben Roethlisberger. Probably the raper. Just retire. Yeah. Just retire. You're a rapist, and now you're playing like dog shit. So, what the fuck are you still doing on the field? And now you don't even want to play. Now you don't know if you still have it. Big Ben, the mighty Big Ben, might not have it. Go fuck yourself, dude. Go fuck yourself. Consensually. Yeah. Always consent is sexy you clearly didn't get that message when you were stuffing a bunch of roethlisbergers in your mouth because that's a that's a burger now outside of heinz field the roethlisberger oh wow yeah they love him they love their rapists in pittsburgh it seems are there any other there any other ones you can think of or is he just he just wanted he's the the flagship he's the flagship rapist of pittsburgh now okay yeah (laughs) yeah just like yeah, and then he got married, and now he's about you know religion, religion or whatever. Shut the fuck up. Leave, leave the NFL. The NFL needs to literally. It has a it has a domestic violence and rape problem, and then it comes after Cam Newton for, for this shit. And all the sports networks are to blame in this as well, because a bunch of the talking heads made a huge deal about Cam Newton, but will not call Ben Roethlisberger a rapist. Can 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 we get on to Cam Newton for his weird little like chin fuzz thing though yeah what's he doing i don't know what's he doing i mean look i have been an unquestionable fan of cam newton's fashion choices okay his coachella romper was incredible okay incredible hair dye however needs to be tasteful and making yourself look like black guy fieri is never a good choice that's exactly what it is. He took Guy yeah. Fieri's hair. Who I love, Guy Fieri. He's yeah. he is a great man. He's not a he's not a bad person. He just you know definitely not a raper. Definitely not a rapist. Yes, yes. We 
Well, we we can't be a hundred percent. He has not been uh, in court for rape. He never, not even yeah, once, not even the once. Yeah, I, there's someone who who has been, and it's Ben Roethlisberger. This is true. And but who knows if he made it to court? But like he's been sued for it. <laughs> but we 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 are also talking about Cam Newton and we his guy Fieri. Yes. We, yes. we we're not yeah. diverting back to the Roethlisbergers. Right. Yeah, sorry. We sorry. can come full quarter and do a guy Ber- guy Fieri burger session. But we're not doing. We're we're off Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's played. Even bad. though he's a rapist, he he played bad. Yeah. The but we do need to send out a PSA to Cam Newton. Please just shave it, sh- shave it, dye it back. I mean, let it grow back. Yeah. I mean, he's a beautiful man. Like you look at Cam Newton, that is a beautiful, beautiful man. He he's not ASAP Rocky, but he is highly symmetrical. He is not ASAP Rocky. No, ASAP Rocky is the most beautiful man on the face of the planet, but. There's a mathematical equation for it. Google it. He's he's gorgeous. Cam Newton's also gorgeous. Yeah. He yeah, so like please just give us what we want and that's to look upon your visage and not cringe. All right. Well, let's I don't think we referenced a many football things in there, <laughs> but we we hip hopped around a lot. Yeah. Do you know Alex Smith has MVP odds 8 to 1? Wow. Yeah. A Kansas City Chief has MVP odds. Yeah, and it's not Kareem Hunt. Well, actually, Kareem Hunt also has MVP odds. But... It's, it's not fellow domestic abuser Tyreek Hill? No, it's not. No, it's not. By the way, how's he in the league? We don't... Well, he, he yeah. served his time... Joe at, Mixon? He served his time, apparently. Oh, did, did he? No. Okay. He was kicked off of the Oklahoma State Joe University. Mixon gets drafted in the second round. This is true. After, after being convicted, I'm pretty sure. Well, he settled. He settled. Okay, so settling is, can we call that an admission of guilt? We we literally cannot call it that. <laughs> can we call it a... Uh, we can look at the video and say he punched a girl. Okay, so he punched a girl. <laughs> there's, there's really, a, there's really hard. evidence of it. And he's in the league. And people are making a big deal out of Cam Newton and not Joe Mixon. There and, is, and Cam Newton's way more famous, and I get that's probably why. That, that's definitely why, and he also has a history of saying dumb shit. Dumb yes. shit. Yes, he does say dumb shit. That's true. But there is a thing in this country where we, as as long as people seem like they have contrition, we give them second chances. And I, I get that Joe Mixon was 19 years old. Now he's 22 years old. Give him a second chance. If it happens again, never let him play in the league again. Never once. You know? Yeah, that's like an American thing that I've never... I've, I've found it hard for me to get behind. We give a lot of people second chances. I know, I know. And and that's that's fine. I, I can respect that. And that's okay. But the NFL gives more than second chances in a lot of these cases. And now with the new policy, they might not. But historically, they've given many, many chances, more than two. This is true. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, it's October, so baseball's happening. It is time for <laughs> playoff baseball, where you can beat balls and no one bats an eye. And the Baby Bombers, we get to talk about the Baby Bombers. We're bringing them back. I said we weren't going to do it. Then I said we were going to do it. And now we're going to push it because they are on the brink of elimination tonight 
against the tribe, against the Cleveland Indians. What's today's date? So that today's date is the, is the day 11th. the Yankees play. It's the 11th, October it's, 11th. So that if you're listening to this on the 12th or the, the 13th, you can imagine Logan very happy or sad. Right. You'll know which one it is <laughs> because you need to look up the score of the game. And he's a Yankees fan. I am the baby bombers. Yeah. We have, we have all of the baby bombers have been bombing it up. Uh, Aaron Judge has lots of strikeouts, but he also has a very long double that started a rally uh, in game game four versus the Cleveland Indians. Look, uh, he's getting hits again. He's, he's also striking out a again. lot, but he he has been getting hits. Gary Sanchez hit a home run in game four. We won game three because Greg Bird and all of his two angry eyebrows got super excited when he hit a home run off of uh, off of Andrew Miller, the former Yankee. Um, Baby Bombers are going to win it tonight, and we're going to make Cleveland still not win a World Series. And I would feel bad for them because I love watching Cleveland Indians play baseball, but I love the Baby Bombers more. And I love Major League. The, the that's, my, that's my all-time favorite sports movie. Major League and Major League Two. I love both. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. In his prime. In his prime is the wild thing. If you haven't seen Major League, please go watch it. The Yes, but the Baby Bombers are playing tonight. Hopefully going to win. And it's even better and more sweet because the Boston Red Sox did not advance past the first round of the playoffs. Who did they play, Tarek? The Houston Astros. The Houston. Who are going to the ALCS. The American Houston League strong. Championship. Yes. Houston Strong. Let's go. Tarek, if the if they played the Baby Bombers, who would you root for? They, I was born in Houston, the Houston Astros. That's not what I asked. Oh, the Houston Astros. Yes. Okay, you said so. Okay. Yes, I, I was giving a quick justification first uh, for okay. why I would be passionate in rooting against the Yankees in that scenario. Mm, okay, the, yes, yes, the Baby Bombers. That's who we're rooting for as a playoff series. Yeah. Baby Bombers for me. Houston Astros, Astros for, for Tarek. myself. Yes. But in the National League, what's going on? We got the Cubbies that might eliminate the Washington Nationals. They might, yeah. And the most beautiful hair in the, the major leagues. The most beautiful hair, maybe in sports. Bryce Harper. Maybe in sports, right? Ooh. I mean, Caps, when he did Caps that, Pro is pretty good, too. Caps hair is beautiful. Yeah, you're right. But he's currently right. not in sports. So. Unfortunately. Right, unfortunately. And we'll get to that maybe later during my cock meat sandwich segment. But maybe not. Who knows? I might switch it up and go to Mad Hatters. But the point is, we love Bryce Harper's hair. And when he did that hair flip... After the home run? Yeah, it was the stuff of legends. It was the stuff of legends. It was. So... So yeah, gorgeous. Yes. Just stunning, really. But I I want the Cubs to win. I Why? think... I don't know. I like that they they won last year. And they, they didn't do as well this year. And I like the Cubbies. And I, 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 you know, it was un, it sucked that they won last year, and immediately Trump got elected. That that did happen, right? So like, it put a damper on. A, I know a lot of Cubs fans where they got to celebrate, but then the election coverage came, and it and we kinda, didn't know if we would have baseball again, or the world, or the world, and we we still might not have the world because because of this North Korea. Uh, the handling of this North Korea issue has been piss poor. But the point is, if the Cubs won again, it would be kind of like people would actually get to celebrate them for the next month. This is true. You know, as opposed to, as opposed to a week or two. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to say they, they really only got to celebrate for a week before that news was swept under the rug by just election coverage. 
right? I mean, this is a, I mean, as it should have been because that's a very important time. And then Trump won and everyone was depressed. Or I'm going to say many people were depressed, myself included. And myself, also me too, as well. I did not, you know, I did not get to relish in the breaking of the streak. So if the Cubs go back to back after what was the length of the drought, of the title drought? 108 years. After 108 years to go back to back, they've bought themselves 200 years of Cubs fan goodwill. That's that is fair. That is how math works. That's so, that's how math works. Yeah, and the Yankees have technically bought their fans, even though they are super impatient, like millennia. At least like millennia. But the Yankees don't want to hear about it. They want to win now. The Yankees fans in the Bronx. But, anyways, that's that's baseball. I mean. And the Dodgers, What's the other series? The Dodgers are playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. They actually eliminated the Arizona Oh, did they? Diamondbacks. I, didn't, I didn't realize the Diamondbacks made the playoffs. I don't follow baseball very well. I just follow my Astros, and that's it. They but, did. They they played the Colorado Rockies in a play, in a wild card game. That's and right. The, Rockies. the Dodgers beat them in three straight games. So uh, the Red Sox are out. The Diamondbacks are out. That's a different National League lineup than we've seen for a while. It is. Yeah. Rockies and Diamondbacks. It's true. Uh, because, I mean, usually you'd have the Giants somewhere in there. The Giants were terrible this year. Right. And then who else do you usually get NL? Uh, Phillies, but they've been the, out for a while. They've been well. out for a long time. The Cardinals. Yeah. Cardinals are usually in there. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good to see some, maybe a little bit of parody in the MLB as opposed to, this. that's usually the sport where parody dies. So, mixing it up, the, uh, yeah, so we're... My hope is is that we have much more baseball to come, and that's and the baby bombers are in it for as long as possible. But let's move into the National Basketball Association, where kickoff is next week. Yes. Tip uh, off, not kickoff, or maybe kickoff. They just mix it up. They're that mixing would be up. Cool. So Tarek, the one segment we're gonna have this week is that the news broke that the NBA has changing how the All Star lineup is selected. You will yes. have playground rules. Playground rules. You playground will have rules. Two captains, and the captains will be chosen by votes, and then the star, the starters, the ten biggest vote getters, will be chosen by votes, and then the coaches for each team will choose their bench players. So we are going to do a little fun exercise, and you and I are going to be captains. Oh, okay. And but we're gonna switch it up a little bit, and we are not gonna take anybody. Um, we are not going to, they've been going with the two captains being LeBron and Steph and completely leaving out the fact that, you know, Russell Westbrook is the MVP, most valuable person. How dare they? How dare they do that? But you and I are going to be captains. And so, (coughs) sorry, I was just so excited that I get to be a captain. We are going to pick our teams. Do you want the first pick or the second pick? Who can I pick? Anybody or are we restricting this? Literally anybody. And you you can justify it however you wish. If you want to pick Zaza Pachulia, you may pick Zaza Pachulia. If you want to pick Isaiah Thomas, you can pick him. If you want to pick LeBron or Steph or KD or... Okay. Can I pick retired players? You cannot pick a retired God player. God damn it. And you can also... What about... Okay. What about players pick... who are actively looking for a job in the NBA or D-League? If they... You can pick a, a free agent as long as they are... They're actively actually a free agent. Yes. And they might be in the D-League. Yes. Okay. The one exception is you can also select Bill Murray um, from the Toon Squad, <laughs> mainly because he, I'm pretty sure he would sign an NBA contract if you provided it to him. Okay. Well, I'll take the second pick. 
Okay. Yeah. So my first pick we're overall. We're doing five people, I'm assuming. Uh, we're going to do 10. 10? Oh, ten. wow. Okay. We're, we'll zip so through We're going to go through back and forth unless yeah. you have a very, very good reason that we will go through. Yeah. Uh, my number one pick, of course, is Russell Westbrook, the reigning MVP, who should be the number one pick overall on the playground as my starting point guard. Who do you got? My number one pick is also a point guard, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Give the fans what they want. Heart over height. Heart over height. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> Not Kevin Hart. That dude thinks Kevin he's Hart. way better than he is. Well, he Kevin Hart may be taller than he might be taller Nate than Robinson. Nate Robinson. But I think Nate Robinson and Isaiah Thomas are about the same height. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. if you're going to do that, I am picking Kevin Durant, the Thunders starting small forward also. Wait, okay. not true, because he is back on the Golden State Warriors. Because we true. got Paul George, and you kick, and you still picked him, and so I. I want, going... I want both of them on the same team, and I want Russell to kick him straight in the balls. I'll pick Kawhi, the Claw, Leonard, the Claw. Yes. All right, so I will pick my my. So I have my starting small forward, my starting point guard. I am going to select. Um, let's see, who do I want? I want. Um, I want the Stifle Tower. Give me Rudy oh. Gobert. Give me Rudy Gobert. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. I will then take Anthony Davis oh, man. to counteract your Stifle. That's fine. I now have LeBron James as my fourth, as the seventh pick overall in this draft. <laughs> We're dumb. <laughs> we missed we him. We are real We've, dumb. You took Nate Robinson. Number well, one. no, that's that heart over height, heart over everything. That's why I love Nate Robinson. Shout out to the 2010 Eastern Conference Finals. He single-handedly buried Dwight's Orlando Magic. It's true. Who's who? Who is who is your your fourth pick? Who's my four? Who do I still need? I need a position like uh, Jimmy Butler. Who? Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Butler is your four. Yeah. Uh, so I I think I'm going to have the best starting five, but I'm probably going to take Steph too. Oh, and, and Steph Curry? Yeah. So to I have up, my, to so back my, up your Russell. My starting five is, oh, okay. is Russell, Steph, KD, LeBron, and Stifle Tower. <laughs> All right. I'll get, I'll get some shooting as well, and I'll take Clay Thompson. Okay. So as that's as my starting part. five. And now let's, let's go to the good stuff, the backups. All right. For the reserves, I my number one reserve is I'm just going to build the Oklahoma City Thunder. I pick Paul George. You pick Paul George. I got John Wall. All right. Well, in this, yeah. okay, that's your first reserve? That's my first reserve because okay. I need a point guard who has played basketball recently. Good. Well, yeah. in this in this hypothetical, I pick Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello! As number seven. Oh, it, are they going to let him on with the hood? Oh, they do. Oh, they this have is a to. hypothetical. Oh. So I currently have excellent. three Thunder players in my starting, in my seven players with three remaining players wow as completely wild cards who's who's your seventh pick your second bench player the latvian unicorn Kristaps porzingis ah, dang it yes you picked Kristaps. i That's, got you how is that even fair i, I swindled you okay I, first of all you let him go till pick what is this now almost 13 14? right but I, I picked hoodie mellow you picked hoodie mellow that's fair and right. paul george all right go. my eighth pick will be the uh the hero kiwi stephen adams Okay. As my backup center. Right, so you, you just want the Oklahoma City Thunder, it seems. All right, I'll mix it up a little bit, and I'll go with the Twitter connoisseur, the king of trash talk, Joel Embiid. Ooh, great pick. Yes. Great Your pick. Your reserves need to add a little flavor as well as be insanely talented. A little flavor, yeah. a little flair. 
the Ca- the Cameroon man himself from yes. the University of Kansas. Yes. Um, I want I for sure am if I'm building a GTX or an NBA team, uh, I want Gordon Hayward as my number nine. He's yeah openly said in one on one for uh, StarCraft, he can beat any NBA player and League of Legends and League of Legends. Crush in League of Legends too. All right, well, hmm. you've got two picks left. I got two picks left. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I got Dirk. Throwing Dirk. I in got there Dirk. Nine. Yes, the German. Yes, he's he... gonna he's gonna light it up from three. He's gonna play during a flu. His flu game, arguably on par with Jordan's flu game. Arguably the second best flu game of all time. I think. I think definitely not you, arguably consider, for the best flu game of all time. No, it was an elimination game. It was an elimination game. I'm not. I'm Jordan's flu game is better. Let's just say that because he's Jordan. Let's just do that. But it was not an elimination game. It was against the Utah Jazz, who were good, but were not the Heatles. This is true, right? So Dirk won a game with 140 degree fever and a flu against Dwayne Wade. LeBron James and Chris Bosh all in their primes. The Heatles. The Heatles. Dirk. Dirk with number nine pick. And my last pick, I, I would love to pick Bill Murray, but I feel like I there is no price that I could pay him for his antics. Yeah. Uh, the real MVP of the Toon Squad. Um, so with the number 10 pick overall, I'm going to go with a complete and utter wild card. We are going with the trio of Jersef Nurkic. Nikola Jokic and Nikolai <laughs> All the Vujicic. All the itches. All the itches. The itches have come home. They are interchangeable yeah. <laughs> at this point. And so I, I choose all of them all at once. All right. Uh, I feel like with your 10th spot, you need someone who will hype up everyone. And the best rapper in the NBA is Damian Lillard. D-Lil. D-Lil. Dropping dimes. Round dimes. It's going to round out my 10. He's going to get everyone real hype, real hype at the beginning in that pregame locker room. He's going to be rocking the halftime show. <laughs> he he is going to be the halftime show. Exactly. But He's going to be shooting shooting from half court while, while dropping bars. Dropping bars, dropping yeah. bars. The uh, Some of the players we did not select, the beard, James Harden. Yeah, why? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we Do probably... you want to poison the All-Star game too? I, I really, really... Uh, I, I selected too many good players in my first seven or first seven picks. Uh, then drafted the Kiwi. Um, yeah. at you the only end. had you only had a roster spot for one former Oklahoma City Thunder player. This is true. Yeah, we uh, we and and, and you, you know, chose Kevin Durant. I did. Yeah, I did. I finally have accepted that we do not have him anymore. Yeah. Uh, we also did not choose Chris Paul, the leader of the NBA Players Association. Also, the, the guy. The who, only crime that happened. All these players are great. We did not choose Giannis. We did not. That's, that's the only crime that happened. I will admit I did not choose Giannis because I cannot say his last name. That's why he's the freak. That he, that is fair. Yes, and we didn't choose Giannis, but I he slipped my mind. He, he during did not my starting sh- five, and I didn't have the heart to put him on my bench. Huh, that's, that's fair. All. That's all. The Greek freak. Yeah. We uh we also did not draft either of the Toronto Raptors players mainly because they are going to have more fun in Canada. Yeah. Why would you bring them here? That's true. Yeah. I also let them chill in the 6. 
That's that, that is so true. We uh, we also forgot uh, Draymond Green, of course, but he's probably out just, you know, Snapchatting pictures of his junk yeah. to everyone. Yeah. He's, he was too busy to come to the playground all-star game. Uh, um, well, speaking of something basketball adjacent and maybe a little more serious, Jamel Hill got suspended by ESPN. Jamel Hill did get suspended by ESPN. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know how I feel, and I think you know how I feel. I think the world knows how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you feel as Jamel Hill feels right now. Yeah. Um, I'm pissed. I I want to hear maybe something from a... There's a reason it's called reasonable anger. Yes, this is, this is yeah, true. Yeah, I, I need you either to be upset with me or to balance me out or just to give a, a viewpoint that I don't know. So I, I feel as I do, no matter who would have said things of this sort... Um, if you are a public personality that is a political commentator and you say these things, um, if that is the job title you have, go for it on your, you know, even on your personal account, whatnot. If you are a sports commentator that's paid to comment on sports and your organization has a code of contact, conduct against things like this. Right. They have the right to suspend you. I think she was given a warning with her first one, and yeah. I think that was completely fine. I think that was great. I think that people that overreacted to the first one. Yeah. Um, I think you should. Everybody gets one. Okay. So my question then becomes: So first of all, I'll say the follow-up tweets about Jerry Jones were nowhere near as inflammatory, in my opinion, as the Trump is a white supremacist tweets. Correct. Right. That also doesn't make it correct. That's fine. Now, let me... Of course, ESPN has the right to do it. Yes. ESPN has the right, and maybe they are... I'm not... I will not say they're in the right, because my argument is, should they have suspended her? I think if you gave her a warning and said, don't have... Should that warning have been issued? My, my thing is, is should ESPN have a stance against one of their personalities that they hire to have a personality on air? She is a talking head on a show that encourages this kind of debate and pushing the edge when you give that warning what message are you sending her when you give that warning the message you're sending her is we are a company that is a sports company not a political yeah. or a news organization if that right. is the job that you want to have if that's the job you feel that you would be better at we can facilitate you going to abc sports or abc news yeah our our parent People, yeah. Um, we can facilitate you going that route, but we are supposed to cater to sports. It is a big part of their viewership is going to be people that don't agree with Jamal, and that's fine. I'm the biggest person about conversation, but the six o'clock hour on ESPN is not when you should air your political grievances, right? And your commentator for that is still your six o'clock commentator, no matter what time of day, no matter what the platform. So my my argument against that is when the president is tweeting about sports and your production has said you are going to talk about the president tweeting about sports. Okay. How How can you... How can you keep it keep it out of that, right? So like the company is telling you to talk about, hey, the president said this about Colin Kaepernick. So I'm I'm I can I can I can listen to the stick to sports crowd for mm -hmm. sports commentary, but when the politics crashes into the sports, 
as a sports commentator, what do you do? And especially your company's telling you to talk about it. I, I get that. I, I again fall back. That That's something I can answer. I mean, again, yeah. I feel bad that Jamil Hill got suspended. Right. Um, I agree with her in what she says. Yes. I'm not afraid of saying any of that. Right. But from ESPN, the company standpoint, just like a kindergarten teacher, if you go to a student and say, don't do that again, yeah. you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. And then they do it again. If you don't get them in trouble, if they're not in trouble, yeah. then you, one, didn't do what you said you were going to do. And two, they're going to think that they can continue to do it. And for ESPN, no matter what you want to say about their impact societally or whatever, they are a company. And if yep. their viewership, much like we've talked about vote with your pocketbook, half of their viewership is going to be people that disagree with, with that tweet from Jamel Hill. Yeah. If they if that has a major impact on their business, then if you know, they can sit there and say, Jamel Hill, you're you're fired. Yeah. Um, that's their prerogative to do so. I think the biggest thing for me is if they went to her and said, Don't do it again, you're gonna get fired. Yeah. And then she did it again and yeah. or not get fired, but suspended. Right. I think them suspending her for two weeks was a small slap on the wrist compared to what they could have done um, and yeah. what many people should, should said they should have done. But the bigger part of all of that is actually what, um, I forget what Michael's last name is. Smith. Michael yeah. Smith did. said, yeah. I'm not doing this without Jamail. And that is that and I think is that that's awesome. a bigger. I think that's a bigger statement yeah. from ESPN that they let that happen. Yeah. That they let that solidarity, that uh, unity take place and not said to Michael Smith, no fucker, we're paying you to be on the on the six yeah. o'clock. I think that was a bigger statement than them firing. Well, Jamel. I think, and I think, but unfortunately, Not fired, sorry, un unfortunately, we're getting to a point in time, and you always come in any civil rights related and adjacent topic. You come to a crossroads where you have to decide: Hey, is something worth losing my job over? And I think Jamel and Michael Smith both, in my opinion, have come to the point where they're saying. We need to use our platform to speak for our marginalized community, regardless of the consequence. Correct. And I am also in the opinion that ESPN needs Jamel and Michael, specifically Jamel in this case, way more than Jamel might need ESPN. Because Jamel gets fired, and I guarantee you she's getting a call from Bill Simmons at The Ringer. She's getting a call from NBC. She's getting a call from uh, there's, there's a reason, CBS. There's a reason she wasn't fired. Yeah, she was suspended. She is... Look, you are hard. You are going to be very hard pressed to find me complimenting a Michigan State alum. She is one of my favorite people on the planet. I love Jamel Hill, so that's why I was asking you kind of what your thoughts were, and why I kind of wanted to fire back a bit with, "What do you do when the network is telling you to talk about this, and then you, their viewership is telling them to stick to sports, but they're they're the ones who are approving your your A block, your B block." They're approving your programming. Now, what she did was on Twitter, on a, on a like on her personal stuff, and correct. Yeah, as a public figure, you you're never not you the six o'clock. Yeah, exactly. You're never not the, on ESPN. Exactly. Now, I still kind of have a small problem with them going after her for expressing her private views as a citizen, but it it's 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 a little understandable. I just think they should have. I don't know how, like, they shouldn't have even given her the warning. They should have said, it's a little disappointing when you, we need, I think at this point, we need companies to take a stance against, we need people to take a stance against uh, authoritarianism 
where Trump is telling them, hey, this company, fire this person. Hey, this company, fire that person. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders going on with Jamel and saying like, hey, fire that person. Uh, I think it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I think, who went on and, and said ESPN should fire Jamel Hill, right, during a White House press she did say conference. That, yes. Yeah, we have that going on. And ESPN's response should have been stick to politics or, 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 you know, something, a very, a diplomatically crafted statement saying we are a private company and our, we, we will do this. Instead, they kind of gave a weak statement saying like, we are disappointed in Jamel, yada, 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 because they, they want to have the viewership of the people who are upset. And I, I understand the business side of it, but again, I think as a country right now, we need to get to a point where everyone takes a stance against this sort of behavior, even if it hurts your pocketbook a little bit. And ESPN might not be in a position where their pocketbook can get hit right now. And I understand that. But that's, uh, that's a bit of that. That's kind of my, my, my dilemma is that why are we, why are we listening to, uh, authoritarian figures? Like, this is America. We're supposed to be against authoritarianism. All the people uh, clamoring for freedom of speech when just because they want to say something offensive like the N-word and then Jamel Hill calls Trump a white supremacist and all of a sudden they're pissed off. I don't. I, I simply don't understand why the free speech argument isn't going both ways. Well, I mean, it... The, this all gets into the big freedom of speech debate that's currently going on in a lot of places around the country. Yeah. It's being epitomized by the freedom of the protest movement in the NFL. Yeah. Of the, that boils down to this one statement. You have the freedom to say what you want, to express what you want, to protest what you want, to believe what you want in this country. You that does not exempt you from any consequences from your employer who that your actions reflect upon. That doesn't protect you from the consequences of the general public, which may disagree with you, which may not endorse you in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that needs to be said. Everybody in this country has the right to say whatever they damn well please. Yeah, I'm as long as it does not openly and according to Supreme Court precedent endanger public safety. Yeah, and I'm and I'm 100% about that. I mean, like if someone wants to use the N-word, I don't need to be so affiliated with that person, for instance, right? They can say it. And and for me, you know, ESPN suspending Jamel Hill uh for tweeting that Trump is a white supremacist and that I I forget exactly what she said about Jerry Jones, but basically that you know, the whole kneeling was for show. She attacked Jerry Jones on Twitter, right? She did. And I think he deserved it. I think it's like what he's doing is ridiculous. Uh, I think anybody saying that you have to stand for the anthem is being ridiculous because there is Supreme Court precedent saying you don't have to do the Pledge of Allegiance. There, there's, there is and, a lot of, and we went through this yeah. last week, about the, the very selective offense that people are taking to the people to people in the nfl not standing for the anthem we went through that last week um but i you know i i support jamel hill i, I think support that, jamel hill 100 percent. i think that she i think that her you know tweets weren't 
overly gaudy. I don't think that they were insanely out of line. Um, you know, at the same time, I also think that ESPN made, I think that they made a call that was well within their right and well within yeah. their, and, you know, interest. Yeah. And, the dispu- and the dispute is never that it was within their right. I'm not positive it was within their interest. I mean, like, I had, I've, I've had a reason to not really watch ESPN or subscribe to any of their shit for a, a while. Uh, I think the way they handled Bill Simmons was truly upsetting to me. And so, like, I pretty much switched most of my sports coverage over to The Ringer and apps like The Score and stuff like that to, to, to go with shit. So I haven't supported ESPN for a while. Um, and I really hope Jamel uh, Hill and, by extension, Michael Smith find a, an- another platform um that that in, that endorses what what they're doing cuz i think what their show is very important i think what they do the way they do the show one is entertaining and two very important so um it's a shame in my opinion that she got suspended uh, i get that espn did do that and i understand there is a justification for why they did it it's a it's a a business move on their part um but i think my, my only argument is that, hey, maybe it's time to start thinking in ways more than just a business move. Maybe, and, and, and to tell that to a major corporation is naive, but I think corporations across the, the, U, the U.S. need to really start thinking about their actions in terms of who, who they, whose opinion they actually care about. Um, well, and, and you also have to remember what essentially... Uh, Polling and statistics say is that this is all but 50% of their viewership. So um, saying that they should, who they should care about and saying, let's isolate our business from 50% of our viewership. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I'm not not saying not financially, not financially. It doesn't. And I, and I, and I get that. I do it. But even, even morally, does that make sense? Um, I understand that you agree with one side of the morals, but like, what I, if you I don't mean, agree like, with that? I mean, if you don't agree with someone calling the president a white supremacist, I mean, Jamel Hill, when she called him that, it wasn't just Donald Trump is a white supremacist. It is Donald Trump is a white supremacist because he is enabling white supremacists, which I think the evidence points to the fact that as the president, you need to condemn the events that happened in Charlottesville single-handedly. I mean, when you think about who caused the violence, it was white supremacists. It was a white supremacist drove a car into a woman protesting. Also, the shit they were chanting was white supremacy well, in Charlottesville, right? So, like, this is my point. Okay. My point is uh, what Jamel Hill tweeted was nothing that isn't backed up by fact and by evidence. The, pre- the president enabled white supremacy by not condemning it. Okay. As a company, are you okay with that? And how much does how much does the money mean to you? And instead of releasing a statement saying, "This is what Jamel Hill did. This is why she did it." We as a company cannot agree with it. They said we are deeply disappointed in Jamel Hill. And that to me is weak. I think as a company you have responsibility, and I think and I and I truly believe that the 50% that don't agree with what Jamel Hill said would have still been okay with it and watched ESPN's Monday Night Football anyways. I think, you know, 5% might have been like, no, I'm pissed. But I guarantee you, I'm way, I'm way more pissed and I can give up football. 
some people in this country, that 50%, I'm going to argue that half of them can't give up football. They're still going to watch it. They're still going to watch the sports coverage. Do you think that you your, you would fall in a 5% that are now upset that will give up ESPN because Jamel Hill was suspended? Well, do you think you are, do you think, yeah, I think I'm in the, this is the 5% on the other side. Yeah. Do you think that percentage is higher I than think, the 5% that would be upset enough with her not being fired or suspended to give up Monday night football from the other side? Yeah, I think I, well, yes, I think I'm in the minority on my side of people who are going to give up watching ESPN or going to ESPN anyways for anything. And I think I already have, so it's not like I'm doing they're not losing your business. They're not really losing my business, right? But I do think that this year, a significant amount of people have stopped watching football on my side. It is significant. You have Is it as significant as the other side? Well, the other side hasn't stopped watching. That is not true according to polling like, records and according to actual viewership. Like how like well, how can you tell which side the the lack of so I'm I'm not coming from anything official. I'm coming from right. This a was lot this of was the, Q polls released a week and a half ago. Right. So and do they do they discretize that? They poll they into, asked they okay. asked if did you stop watching football? Was it because of the situation with the national anthem? Um, which was side it, were which, you on? Essentially, which and side? And what were, were the on? numbers? I'm just curious. Uh, like seventy five or eighty five to the flag being the reason they stopped the reason like, they stopped. that people weren't standing. they were supporting the flag not the players not right. supporting the players protest yeah i know the the black activist organizations that i follow have boycotted the nfl um that that's that's as much as i know but i think i'm not i'm not contradicting no that. no no, no i know i know providing I think, numbers i think to... this i think here's what i think i think this is my subjective opinion of course so the, the 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 side that the other side that stands with the anthem let's say that let's call it that i think they're going to come back to football okay sooner rather than later okay and i think that this side is going to come back to football when colin kaepernick gets signed okay right that that's the difference is that the organizations that i follow and talk to have made it very clear that they are not watching football until Colin Kaepernick gets signed. These guys, you know, you have a week of supercharged stuff about the anthem, you know, kind of stoke the fire a little bit again when Mike Pence walked out like an idiot, paying Dude. taxpayer dollars to go do a political stunt. Oh, I don't care about the taxpayer dollars as much as I care about the uh, fact that he just cr he criticized the players in the NFL for using the sports as a political device. Yeah. And then he did the exact same thing. Yeah. That's what the I care about. The taxpayer dollars is just a cherry on top. The taxpayer dollars is nominal, if anything. Right. It's an insignificant amount of money, but it still matters that we paid for that experience for him. Well, which sucks. The but, transportation. And but the, well, let's let's talk about that. He's the vice president of the United States. He is not allowed by law to travel by himself. So, like the fact that he was invited to go to the game. Yeah. Um, if this had been any other politician, we probably would have paid. If this was Joe Biden, we would pay the same amount for Joe Biden yeah. to go there. Yeah. Um, while he did say for a very far nominal amount of time, yeah. He the travel was still all going to be the same amount. Yeah. As yeah. Joe Biden, I the only that. thing that was different is the amount of time and money spent on the ticket that was donated to him actually by the person who invited him. Right. And so. and that's 
that's all good and fine, right? I'm not the money. I'm not bringing up the money. That's I'm what, bringing up. I'm bringing up like Joe Biden isn't going to a football game on taxpayer dollar to contradict himself. Right, right. You don't. You don't see that. I don't see that as a waste of money. I see that as, hey, Joe Biden needs security and he got invited to a football game and that's nice. Well, and I would have seen that with Mike Pence. Like, oh, hey, Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana. He's going for Peyton Manning's party in Lucas Oil Stadium, I guess that's okay. But then to just use that to literally contradict himself. To 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 literally do the thing that he had just said other people were doing yes. and he disagreed with. Yes. He condemned something that he that did he something did. that he did something that he condemned. Right. Well, there's so many ways we can rephrase that sentence in in a bunch of different ways. Basically, what a fucking dodo bird. The, the fact that he, you know, the fact that that was applauded by many people is bullshit. Total bullshit. Um, I, again, I don't want to, I have heard the argument a lot that it was a, the taxpayer dollars shouldn't have paid for this. Taxpayer dollars were going to pay for it whether right, he walked right. out or not. That's just, I'm telling you, it's just like a little stinger in there. That's all it is. That's not the issue. Okay. It's just like, what a way to piss money down the drain. There are there are worse ways to piss there money are, down the drain. There are, but and I've partaken. It's never been, you know. I think the estimate came back at one point two million dollars or something for the travel and the security costs and all that for like that leg of his whatever. Correct, but that's a that is right. of the total travel budget for a year. That's a small drop in the hat. I like, agree. I agree. That, I'm an, just an saying. Insin- this is an insignificant amount of taxpayer oh. dollars. Oh, I am one hundred percent with you on that. I'm just saying. It's a it's a little stinger at the end there. That's all it is. It's like it's like that third anal bead. Just a little too much. That's all. And with that, <laughs> we'll just go right into anal plugs. Anal plugs. I what a transition. That was completely organic too. Yeah. What a, what a great podcast this has been. Let's all right. Anal plugs. What what do you have to anal plug? You already you already. I've been going with the third, with the, the third, flag. <laughs> the flag, the flag, the flag. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm gonna make you do your uh, your anal plug first. Oh man, I don't really have anything prepared. Um, do you want me to go first? You had reference. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, yeah. I'll, so I'll kind of shift my cock meat sandwich into my anal plug because oh, it's that's really, it it's really more of an anal plug uh, in reality. It has more of that vibe to it. Uh, my anal plug is the is the is the Tennessee Titans kind of to stick with the same you know football discussion like. They recently signed Brandon Whedon as backup. Don't stop be Whedon. Because, because, you know, Marcus Mariota got injured. Marcus Mariota, a, a great talent, just is having trouble staying on the field. Um, very tall hair, Marcus Mariota. Very tall hair. Yeah, that's true. Good-looking good man. Oddly tall hair. Good-looking man Oddly well. tall hair, yes. Good-looking man, but oddly tall hair. I mean... Not, not, not by design. Just like, like I think, like it just Oompa is, Loompa, his, Oompa Loompa. Type it's his of natural hair. state. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Not, yes. not but, a, but, but another an add him to the list of beautiful men discussed today. Um, he went down, unfortunately. You know, hope he gets better soon. They need to sign a backup. They don't even work out Colin Kaepernick, and Colin Kaepernick asked for the opportunity to work out. Okay. And to me, you know, from a football perspective. Mariota Kaepernick, similar tools. Kaepernick might have a stronger arm. Both mobile. One is more accurate than the other. Sure. One is a pocket. We're passer. talking for the for the 
for the fucking position of backup quarterback. That's what we're talking about here. I'm not saying start him for Marcus Mariota. They're, they're starting Matt Castle, and that's fine. You know, he once had a 12-win season with the New England Patriots way the fuck back when. He was once a backup for his whole for the, college, college career. Yes. All I'm saying, I'm not saying start him. All I'm saying, Logan, work him out. Work him out. Bring him in for a workout. Bring him in to, to, to audition. That's all he's asking for. Oh my God! Tennessee Titans! Fuck! But they signed You're, Brandon Whedon, though. Oh, uh, but what has he done? He was the number two draft pick in the Major League Baseball draft in 2002. And then what did he do? 2002. Didn't play baseball. Or he, he might have played baseball for hurt. a little bit. He and then he went to Oklahoma State. He was a walk on golfer for Oklahoma State. Um, uh, and then he the has a redheaded kid. Oh, uh, all You're great asking, things. I'm not. I'm not dissing Brandon Whedon. I'm saying. I'm, well, you asked what he did, and I'm I, saying you, what he did. Well, I'm saying things he did. That's fair. I asked, and you told me. What did he do in the NFL as a quarterback? Not great things. Yeah, I, I can't. I, that's He's not a, great. That's not a good list. He's not even good, right? He just is a man with a giant arm. I mean, I think he's done. I think he's done some cool things. Yeah, in life, I mean, having a redheaded kid, that's awesome. I applaud you, Brandon. I do. I someday want my own redheaded child. The recessive genes run in my family. Deep, deep recessive genes. I only know of one redhead you in should, my family. You should find it. Find the gene? Yeah. Uh, point is, come on, Tennessee Titans. Anal plug. Also, thanks for signing Brandon Whedon, though, but I, that's, that's a personal one. Um, my anal plug is for the United States withdrawing from the Clean Power Plant Act. Uh, and my anal plug goes right back to my favorite human, Scotty Pruitt, uh, whose EPA anal analysts did a very amazing job massaging numbers on uh, how the Clean Power Plant Act has damaged the economy. And there is a wonderful article that was in the new york times this was yesterday that detailed this essentially they were able to massage away 38 billion dollars um a, a massage away that much money essentially the clean power plant act the epa under obama estimated that uh what was it close to 30 or 33 billion because it's 38 billion has been uh, generated by the Clean Power Plan Act and put into the economy. And Scott Pruitt, Scotty Pruitt and his EPA has massaged it down to say that it is only eight. Sorry. So it's a $25 billion swing uh, from costing or from helping uh, $33 billion a year to um, cost to, to helping $33 billion a year to helping $8 billion a year. Um, and they were able to change the wording around to basically make it sound like it costs $8 billion a year. And it doesn't. Uh, so my anal plug is the EPA of Scott Pruitt, who is the bane of my existence, um, solely so he could give a few miners in K Kentucky back their jobs instead of retraining them, instead of going to clean power, and essentially giving away our stance as pioneers of the clean energy act in this country back to you Tarek. oh wow okay so 
because we're on this negative kick real quick let's just do my cock meat sandwich and then we can do positive things and then we can do positive things again yeah we had such a positive podcast relative to what where we've been positive cast yeah a positive cast and this is nice i mean we talked about some serious shit but now for the cock meat sandwich uh you know none other than our fearless leader because he truly is fearless greg abbott trumpy he had an especially rough sex session from satan recently and we almost got through the podcast mentioning him only one handful of times yeah but i feel like in this context it's okay to mention because he's at least penetrated by the fiery peen of satan can we get through it to go to positive things yeah okay so basically uh you know he flew he ordered he ordered a show of force be, to be flown over the korean peninsula he um basically did like a a, a teaser for like something that's going to be great which was some more uh, inflammatory shit about north korea so like fucking don't act like a president just act like a goddamn adult like god damn it please we're gonna die <laughs> we're going to die eventually all of us eventually in the next year all of us not proven we're definitely on the path can't no no proving it's proof there's proof there's tweets man there's tweets plug something positive cast again back to positive cast are you feeling okay i'm feeling okay i'm feeling fucking fine that's yes i'm i'm fucking fine man that that's my first f-bomb maybe this podcast yeah wow wow why did we even issue an explicit content warning for that yeah <laughs> okay what's what's your plug my my plug is uh, let's see what do i want to plug this week oh gotta plug this this week is oklahoma, america's greatest homecoming celebration at oklahoma state university uh the home of the cowboys we're playing the baylor bears uh barely a football team uh barely made it out of lawsuit um not gonna win the football game but also we have so many other great exciting events at oklahoma state's homecoming celebration america's greatest i will be there for the first time in two years i'm looking forward to seeing all of my friends all of my family um all of the cowboys our our pokes our past host donnie joe will be there donnie joe yeah my roommate the big old hoe the jolly green giant whatever he wanted to be bringing the streak of weekends not spent together back up to many like 11 to many <laughs> the uh yeah so i want to plug america's greatest homecoming this week i will see all of you guys there if you find me make sure to follow the podcast so i donate a dollar to 50 bills 50 states yes um my plug is for <sighs> fuck america's greatest homecoming celebration no that's not that's not what it is that's not what it is did I tell you that that's it's not this what weekend? It is. Yeah, it is this weekend. I know. I know. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. It's fine. It's fine. My plug is for uh, my friends. Will and Tiffany are coming from New York City to visit me this weekend, Friday through Sunday. It's going to be an adventure. You can do a food tour, bar tour. It's going to be wild. Where are you going to go? So we're definitely going to a uh, place called Revolutions. Okay. In downtown Bryan, great place. Then to Halo, the gay bar. 
I want to take you to the gay bar. And we will take him to the gay bar. Them. Will and Tiffany, my work wives. Uh, former work wives. And uh, Saturday will end at none other than uh, the fine establishment known as Logie's. Ah. Yes. What a name. Yeah. Yeah. What a great Formerly name. Formerly known as Logan's before threatened with legal action. And now it's Logie's. Of course. Yes. Of course. Um, well, good. That'll be a fun time. And I'm, I'm glad that you plugged two of your friends. Yeah. You plugged an entire school. Yeah. Celebration. I did. Yeah. I, I plugged a singular event, though. So. America's greatest homecoming celebration. Speaking of celebrations, we have a celebration after beer of the week after beer of the week yes wow um so the beer of the week this week is one that i had actually at um b52 breweries in conroe texas oh yeah and it is of course of course called the bourbonator the bourbonator the bourbonator it is a double bock it's getting cold outside it's a balmy 80 degrees here in texas in, in the fall but that's normal and I want to plug the bur- or give the Bourbonator by B52 a four and a half stars. And they this was batch two. Batch three will be released in a month. Look for it on the shelves. That's your local dispensaries, kids. But now it's time to share-librate. Yes, Cher has been on fire on Twitter recently. I would recommend going and reading her tweets from the last 10 hours. But five hours ago, she tweeted... Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly, and Harvey Weinstein were fired for sexual harassment. Donald Trump, accused of the same crimes, was elected president. And thus, we have the double standard. Yes. Yes, of course. Well, we have come to the end of another weekly podcast of the Reasonable Anger Crew. Again, uh, come find us on Stitcher and SoundCloud and iTunes. iTunes and really any RSS feed bouncing podcast app. Podkicker on Android works really well. RSS standing for Realsly Super Show. That's not what it stands for, but it should. So, yeah, at Reasonable Anger on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, reasonable.anger at gmail.com. You can email us. We're very responsive, I promise. Um, yeah, and, so and again, listening. Remember, 50 bills, 50 states. Go fund them and make us do dumb shit. Make us do dumb shit!